0: Hello, hello, and welcome to a voice for the voiceless. I am your host, Co-Pastor Ram, and I'm here with my guest, Dr. John Small. Say hello, John.
1: How you, how's everyone doing this evening?
0: Hey, man, I count it as an honor and a privilege to be here um, on this broadcast today with each and every one of you. The topic. For tonight is going to be a little bit crazy, I would say, because it has been discussed. Oh, my gosh, So many times this has been so com- controversial. Um, But I thank God for the discussion because I'm not afraid I will not back down from what God has called me to do. And so I just thank God for uh, my guests on today. But before we go any further, I would ask that he would uh, pray a sin. OK, Father, Father God, in the name
1: of your son, Jesus, we come to you humbly as, as as we possibly can, ask you to be a to ask your grace to rain upon this live tonight. That those who tune in may be helped and not hindered, uh, pushed and not put down. We ask your blessing to to have your grace rain upon uh, Pastor Ramirez and her family. That you keep them covered, you keep them you keep them uh, peaceful. You keep the grace of God upon them that they may be they may be successful in whatever endeavor they do or they undertake. Uh, as long as it, as long as the glory is given back to you we yes, ask Lord. all your blessings in Jesus name we pray amen 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 oh, i will see
0: you Amen. So a voice for the voiceless. I thank God for the voice for the voiceless. It used to be called enough is enough, but now it is a voice for the voiceless because I am one voice that is uh, that God has called me to the forefront to encourage uh, so many other people, but not just that, to bring others in so that they're able to engage, to tell their testimony, to inspire, and to encourage that although we have gone through different turmoils or uh, different things that God can still use us I posted many times at Broken Crayons, they still do color. None of us are perfect. We are still learning as we go along this journey, this journey called the life. And so a voice for the voiceless empathizes um, the importance, emphasizes the importance of uh, giving a voice to those who feel as if they have no voice, those who have been in silence for so long. Uh, by the enemy, by those within their community that make them feel as if they're worthless and that they have no value. We all have value and we are all important in the body of Christ. Which brings us to our topic on tonight. Women preachers, is it really biblical? Is it biblical? And so um, this t- has been debated for so Oh, my gosh. For so many years, for so, so long. I lost a few people just like that. But it doesn't matter. Um, but it has been debated for so, so long. And so I'm again, I'm a woman preacher and I believe in doing what God has called me to do. And just for anybody, there are many voices in the world today that speaks on behalf of women. We have heard the voice of what has been. um term to some nations women liberation the term women liberation on calling for equal rights for all women everywhere in other nations the voice um, of tradition has been risen or demand that women keep in suggestion Uh, theologically theologically um, have debated or theologians have debated extensively regarding the role of women in the church in the body of christ we have heard the voices of psychologists, educators, philosophers, and so forth and so on uh, that speaks about womenhood In general concerns with the subject of women have forced um, on their purpose, position in society, in the modern day world that we live in. And so again, women preachers, is it biblical? And so I thank John Small because he going to help, help us make it plain on today. God bless you, um, Elder Rose and Dr. Small. God bless you. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today. So, you know, I am I could talk, but I'm going to let you talk because you were the guest. <laughs> you are the guest because, I, you know, I just I just love bringing topics that people don't even want to discuss nowadays. They don't want to hear um, topics like this because, again, it has been de- debated for so many years. I mean, I don't want to hear you tell me, hey, uh, Prophet, I don't want to hear you tell me that I cannot preach or I can't. Cannot speak, and that I have to be quiet in the body of Christ. So I want to hear from your standpoint: Can a woman teach under any circumstances, or would you say there is a, a time and a place for everything? What would you What would you say?
1: I, I, I have I've been in ministry off and on over forty years, and I've never seen a time where a woman should not preach or should not teach. Women have perspectives on certain subjects that men don't have right and the day that we as men think we know everything is the day that the church is totally doomed because a woman could speak on subjects that affect women better than a man can Mm. a woman can speak on uh the emotions of a woman better than a man can. I don't care how many degrees this guy thinks he has. He he cannot speak on certain subjects authoritatively because he knows nothing about them. I've seen women speak uh, speak and teach uh, at men's conferences. Like uh, I went to a men's conference one time and the subject that they were talking about was mental health. Mm -hmm. It just so happened that the mental health expert that they had there was a psychiatrist who was a woman. So you mean to tell me that even though this is her field of, of expertise, she can't teach because she's a woman? That's ludicrous. It's crazy. So a woman can teach in any any format, any platform that's available to her.
0: Because mm-hmm. I've heard the saying, and I'll I read up one of the um, statements I picked up. It says, if a woman pastor or the spiritual leader of a congregation asks a woman um, to come in under their authority and address a topic on their behalf. And if she maintains an attitude of submission and humility in the process of mindfulness of restrictions of first Timothy two twelve. I mean, we all know the famous verses first Timothy two twelve is always thrown at us, but do not, um, but do not allow the, do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over man. I think a case can be made for it. Or also, if a woman is teaching women and a man wants to come in and listen I think that's fine since the scriptures do not prohibit a man from learning from a woman. The problem, as I understand it, is for a woman to be um, in a position of a spiritual authority of a, over the man. So, um, based on some of the things, like again as I go through biblical schools, I want to say his, his last name is Greer. He says that the the problem is not uh, the woman preaching or teaching or whatever the case may be. It's actually the authority. That's exerted over the man. Would you say that will be the case, or the, the case mm-hmm. in point?
1: Not at all, because um, you yourself are a a, a a woman preacher, right? And you have taught. I'm pretty sure you have taught and, and 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 preached in front of your husband, right? That does not mean that you have that you are exhibiting or or, or showing authority over him, right? My wife is a is a woman preacher and she has preached in front of me several times. She's not exhorting authority over me. She is um she, she always recognizes me as her head. Right. There's nothing wrong with a woman preaching in front of a man. As long as how do I want to put this politically be politically correct? Um uh, well, forget it. There's nothing wrong with a woman speaking in front of a man. I, I'm political i just can't do the politically correct thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> well,
0: just be uh straightforward with what what say it. Say it like it
1: is. Okay, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna say it like it is. Say it. People, men who think a woman cannot speak in front of them, are Neanderthal-like, are mm-hmm. archaic, and are, at- are possibly uh intimidated by the anointing that is on that woman. I can see that. They don't want the woman to to teach because there are some women I know of that could preach some of these men under the table. There are some of these, there are some women out here who have more Bible knowledge than these. My wife, I will be the first one to tell you, has way more Bible knowledge than I do. Although I'm the pastor, she has way more deep-rooted Bible knowledge than I do. And I don't have no problem standing to the side. Or or, or or pushing her forward when it comes to subjects that I haven't that, that I don't that I'm not that familiar with So men who who don't want a woman ministering you got to ask yourself is there something within his own confidence or his own psyche that makes him feel lesser of a man if there's a woman up there teaching?
0: Yeah, I've heard you like you were telling me of how your your wife she said under like the Koji, for many years but she was I mean she was ordained as a minister but she never really preached like how it how like how does that work
1: Well that's a that's a that's a horse of a totally different color there horse, In horse. that <laughs> in, in, in in that ministry not many people had a chance to preach other than the pastor oh. especially the women And this is my thing How can you rightfully um, charge fees or licensing fees and all that kind of stuff if you're not allowing a person to preach? If a doctor goes to to med school and pays all that money for his degree, he's going to get a chance to practice medicine. Mm -hmm. If if, if a lawyer goes to law law school and pays all those fees, he or she gets a chance to practice law. Now, that's, that's, that's one thing. Let me make this point. We don't care if a doctor is a man or a woman; we let them practice. Right. We don't care if a, if a lawyer is a man or a woman; we let them practice. But That's if it's true. a but if, but if the preacher is a man or a woman, now we want to hold these restrictions on. That's, That's ridiculous. The body of Christ, the preaching profession, is the only profession that makes a difference, or 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 discriminates because of someone's gender. That's true.
0: Yep. That's that's so true. And You know, um, sometimes we don't even we fail to even realize that. That's so true.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Because I mean, I, I, I I've never gone to the hospital or the emergency room and looked at the doctor and it's a woman and said, you know what, send me a man there. I don't care if you're a man or woman, fix me.
0: Yeah, you got the degree, you got the knowledge. Yeah.
1: That's all I care about. But when it comes to the pulpit, just because he wears a pair of pants and she wears a skirt, now we got a problem with it. It, it, It's it's crazy. It makes no sense. I don't care. When I go to a a church service, I'm not looking for a word. I'm looking for the word. I don't care who, what vessel the word comes out of. I'm looking for the word. It doesn't matter to me what the vessel looks like we and the body of Christ are going to miss the message worrying about the gender of the messenger.
0: Right. Amen. Amen. Yes. I like what some said. She says the Bible talks about women being silent, but that was because those women had no behavior. It had nothing to do with ministry or the gospel. And as you go, you go further in with um, how Paul was teaching. When I look into their, um, their culture or their background, the women were pretty much just under subjection to the men that was their culture. And so, um, when I really dig in, you have women screaming across to the men and all this other stuff that was going on. And so that was thrown off, off into there. But again, you would have people say, that's not what the case was. That's that's not what it uh, meant. Um, that's the objection of the, the related to the culture issues for the time that that doesn't play a part in today. Paul commanded in First Timothy two twelve. Um, we'll say that, and he said we'll say that in actuality to force our way in to do something that God has not called us not to do. That's how some um, biblical scholars would say it. When I read one, I was just like I was like I can't believe John MacArthur said that. He said it's a disgrace to have women preaching the gospel. and In my mind, how how is it a disgrace to preach the word of God? You're telling me that I can go evangelize, which for me is still a form of preaching. But you're telling me that I cannot grace the pulpit to do the same thing as when I go out to evangelize to compel somebody else to come into Christ. It's still a form of speaking. No matter how how you say it, it's still a form of speaking. But a lot of times we, we do this word play on different things. What... Would you say? Would you say a lot of the things is like gender bias when it comes to the church in general?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. It, it, just just a few uh, short centuries, just a few short decades ago, you couldn't preach the gospel depending on your race. Wow! Just just a few years ago, you wouldn't see African American ministers or, or 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 ministers of color in Predominantly Caucasian churches. Now we've broken that barrier, so to speak. Now we want to we want to say women can't do certain things. A woman can't lead, a woman can't pastor, a woman can't be an apostle, a woman can't be this a... We in the body of Christ need to realize when Jesus came back after he was resurrected and came mm-hmm. back to earth, the first person he made himself known to was what? A woman. Mm-hmm. The first person outside Jesus' grave was a woman. We need to stop being so gender biased when it comes to women in ministry. uh, Who washed Jesus' feet at the Last Supper? A woman. Who carried Jesus? A woman. If a woman can carry the word, why can't she preach the word? It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I refuse to succumb to this, to to this archaic way of thinking, because I'm I'm gonna give you this example. I would rather go see women preachers than men. And I'm gonna tell you why. I was part of a um, of a uh, what they call a, a panel discussion one time. It was where it was like four or five preachers coming together, and we we each had 15 minutes mm-hmm. to speak on a on a given subject. And it was a, it was from start to end, it was a competition who could preach harder than the next person who could hoop harder, who could stomp louder? whatever. But then I went to a, uh, uh, some just like that. And it was all women. As a matter of fact, my wife was involved in that one and it was no competition. Men are always competing with each other. And they also really want to, really want to compete with women preachers because they feel that they, the, the spotlight is only big enough for them. I don't care who you are, what you are, what your gender, race, creed, nationality, or, or 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 theological background is. If you got the word of God, I want it.
0: Amen. I agree. The only thing a woman cannot do regarding ministry is be a bishop as a bishop is to man, to one wife. I agree. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I totally agree with that. Like I told him, I said, I agree with that 100%. I would not dare try to call myself no bishop. Not even with my husband, because my husband, he's the bishop. I would not try to exude my authority over him. Because he is, I see him as my head. I will not try right. to outdo him at, at all. If anything, I'm going to be his help meet. I believe a lot of times um, we in the body of Christ. I'm not saying all of us women. Sometimes we do. Because we know what we know, and so we press it upon our our, our spouse or the uh, the the other male, you know, our counterpart, what we know, and we want them to go go with us, and sometimes they don't want to do all that, they just want right. to, you know, they want to do what they want to do, even if it caused them to make a mistake or cause them to fall flat on their face because they don't want to hear what you have to say. And so, what I've learned even in my household is I'm gonna tell you. And then what I'm going to do, I'm going to say, go pray back. Let God lead you. I let let God lead you. However he tell you to do, that's what we're going to do. At the end of the day, I give him the. you take the final decision. You make the choice because I'm not going to do it. Because at the end of the day, when God comes, he's, he has to be held accountable like Adam and Eve. That's where everything always goes over to Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, Adam was this, Adam was that or whatever. Darion said, if it's really the word of God, then heck yeah, I want it right. And so it always goes back to Adam was first, and then there was Eve. And for me, I'm going to respect the order in which God has set it in. But sometimes as women, we don't. We do, kind of, we do push. I ain't, I'm not going to lie. We do push, because I push. And then I had to realize, because God had to deal with me, hey, back off now. I got it. I'll, I'll give it to him. You said what you needed to say, but now let me do it. And we just, I believe we have to be able to sit back and just let God do his work and us not trying to force what we know to do and let God do it. Just be, do what he, you know, speak it and let God do the rest.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: But again, you're here in the beginning, the Lord placed the, the, the first man and then women in the garden. And so this is how we want to keep it even in the church. It's the man first and then the woman. But what if there's a shortage of men in the church? Then what?
1: Well, if you...
0: Let's go go for it. Because when you look at the the numbers, you have almost 70% of the church is made of women. Right. So, when you have 70% of the church is made of women and there's not too many men... What are you gonna do when it comes to that scenario? Because a lot of times they don't bring that up. They don't
1: talk well, about that. They, well let well let's talk about it then. Like you said, the church is, is is pretty much you go to if you go to a hundred churches, most of the most of the most of the congregants are women, but there are still positions that need to be filled. Mm. You still need your deacons. You still need your this. You still need your, deac- your ushers. You still need your pastors. Whatever. Okay. If there are no, if there are no capable men or not enough men, then you have to fill those positions with women. It doesn't. As long as she recognizes her, the authority that has been placed upon her by God and the pastor, you have no choice but to fill those positions with women. I, I, I've gone. I've, I've been to church services. Where the only man was the keyboard player, Jesus. I've been in services where the only man was the usher. I've been in services where the only man was the pastor. So therefore, you have to fill those other uh, intricate, those other necessary positions with women. There's no other way around it. I have no problem with that. Sometimes you got women in some churches that fill two or three different roles. Mm-hmm. You have, you have, and you have. <sighs> There are positions. There are some churches where you have no choice but to put a woman in a in a in a position of authority. You have no choice, or she's just going. You just gonna have to x that position out of your ministry. But if you want your ministry to run smooth, you got to put somebody in there who's capable of handling said position. Um, yeah. as far as women, there are only there are only two gender specific roles mentioned in the Bible. That's the bishop and the deacon. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two that say have to be a man of one wife Which in my mind my way of thinking means every other position mentioned in the church apostle prophet elder teacher all of that Can be filled by a woman Mm -hmm. Because if you if you want if you want to be biblically If you want to be biblically sound you want to go by the bible standards. Let's go by the bible standards the only two positions in the bible that can be, that are are gender specific, are a bishop and a deacon. A woman can do anything else. You want a woman as your secretary, you want a woman as your treasurer, but you don't want a woman as a leader. Why not? Are you intimidated by her? Are you afraid her light bulb might be a hundred watts and yours is only 60? Are are you afraid that she might, more people will listen to her than listen to you? It doesn't matter. If she is doing the work of God, let them listen. As long as they're listening to the word, let them listen. Right.
0: Right.
1: My wife, well, my my wife, I'm gonna tell you right now, is a better teacher than I am. I'm the preacher, she's the teacher. She's a better teacher than I am, and I have no problem submitting to her when she teaches. No problem. When my wife goes, gets a ministry assignment, gets an engagement, I'm the one that carrying her books, carrying her Bible, carrying her purse, carrying her water. I serve her because it's not about individuality, it's about the team. The team. We are a team. We are a we are a preaching, teaching, she's the singer. Don't don't get me the same ever. Because <laughs> I would run I'll run people out of your church. She's the <laughs> singer. She's the one we are a team. She does what she's good at. I do what I'm good at. And because we come together we win. We have got to stop sitting here telling women what they can't do in church. If we ran women out of the church, there would be no church. Plain us up.
0: Come on here.
1: Because you got if you got 15 to 20 men in a building by themselves, it's gonna that's too much testosterone in one building, and it's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be a, gonna be a disagreement. I don't see how I don't see how these ministries operate. With only men in charge, I really don't. I really don't. It, it, to me, I, it's nothing. It's nothing more peaceful than having a strong female presence in the room, in my opinion. Amen. It kind of, it kind of balances out the, uh, the, 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 the testosterone. Or it balances out the, uh, the egos in the room when you, when you have strong women in the room as well.
0: Amen. Um, Dr. Miles Monroe, the, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, I, I just love the way he taught. Um, his his work is still phenomenal and he's gone. He that he said the movement towards liberation for women is not new. It's nothing new. The Bible even says there's nothing new under the sun. It's right. been going on for years and years and years. Um, it can be tracked back to the first woman, which is Eve, who sought liberation from God's rule. But true liberation for women came um, only through Jesus Christ and um, through reconciliation. The patterns and the principles govern the the womanhood revealed, revealed in God's word, which is the the Bible. Acts 8 and 3 says, um, as for Saul, he made havoc on the church, entering into every house. In hauling men and women, committing them to prison. So Miles Rorol, he's he he said this question as I was listening to um, his teaching, as I was going through the biblical school. Um, he said, if women and men can be alike, be hauled off and go to prison for to for spreading the gospel, why cannot white women can't preach? Why can't they teach? Why cannot they? Why can't they do it? We are equally to go to prison. We're equally to, you know, suffer persecution, uh, crucifixion, or whatever the case may be. So why can't the woman do the preaching or the teaching? What is the problem? You know what I'm saying? Um, Havoc of the church, meaning revenge, use of extra biblical writings to re- refer to the destruction of the city mingled by uh just so many different things. Saul was a Pharisee. And he felt that he was doing God a favor by rounding up all the Christians and just punishing them. Again, men and women. It was just not men by themselves. It was women as well. But sometimes we leave that that piece of information out. So all the women can do all the background work, but the women should not be up front. So what is the problem? He says, Mm -hmm. uh, Darion says, we need both to operate. Men are the machine and women are like the oil to help the machine move. I like that That's so true
1: If I can make a point real quick now this this i'm gonna put a little disclaimer out there This next (laughs) point I make is going to upset some people okay We don't want women in the pulpit But we allow men in the pulpit who act like women Hmm.
0: Pause right there. Say that again.
1: I'm gonna say that one more I'm gonna say that say one more again. time. We don't, we don't want women in the pulpit, but we allow men in the pulpit who act like women.
0: That's the truth. That's hmm. the truth. Ooh, ooh, hmm. ooh, that's the truth. That's the
1: ounce moment oh, right boy. there. Well, I, I just upset about <laughs> eight people right there with that one.
0: Somebody left us, somebody left alive, but let me go and drink a sip of this wooden because that was True. Talking, that's so true <laughs> that's the truth you see a lot of it in today's uh you see a lot of it today and i'd be looking at him like what is the problem i know all these men now every, i'm pretty sure yes you were raised by y- your mom and you may be in a single parent home but that don't mean you should have you know have a little little sweat you know a little limp or uh you know different different things that goes on and i just be looking at him and my husband he's like uh-uh that ain't right I'm like, baby, don't don't judge. He's like, nope, that ain't right. I'm like, baby, that ain't no, right. Said, no, that's not right. He said, no. Yeah. He said, you don't do that. Not no no true man gonna walk like that. They are not gonna talk like that. But mm. you see a lot of them, they're they're, they're even the voices a little bit got a little twang. Yeah. to it. And If so, you
1: if who? you as a man get ready to preach and you feel that you gotta taste yourself first, you are you need to go sit down somewhere. Sit down. I, I, I have no, I have no, uh-uh. Don't, don't come. No. If you walk with more spades than my wife, sit down. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I have no patience for that. Men, women, um, women were created to be women. Men were created to be men. You know, you have a problem with a woman preaching. But when you get this, let's just call a spade a spade. When you get this homosexual up there preaching, you have no problem with it. It is it, to me that, that that's a double standard.
0: It is, I mean, it's, it's a lot. That's a lot. It's, it's going on in so many churches today. Do you think oh, it's yeah. because it's a shortage of, of men, of straight no.
1: men? No, I don't think it's a shortage. It's, it's plenty of straight men around. It's just not enough. Real men that will sit these homosexuals down. Mm. You you have to have you have to have enough courage to tell these, see, everybody wants to be politically correct nowadays. You can't you just got he this, you can't stop him from doing that. Oh, yes, I can. You you're not preaching in my uh, in, in my pulpit if I know that you live that lifestyle. Now, there are a lot of undercovers, but if I know that you live that lifestyle, you're not preaching in my church, no. Because I gotta answer to God for whoever takes a mic to my pool. That's the truth. I have to answer to God for whatever spirit is when, uh, when you get someone speaking over your assembly, that spirit has been released over your people. You gotta answer to God for that. That's true. You got a man, you got a man who comes up there to, to speak, and your voice sounds like sounds like Michael Jackson and you a little bit too sweet. Mm-mm, no. No. And you acting like, you you acting like, no, uh-uh. No, I I have no, uh-uh. No patience for that. I agree with your husband. That's not right in the body. There, there are plenty of heterosexual men out there who are not even given a chance to preach because, the I mean, there are plenty of heterosexual men who are not given a chance to preach because the homosexual men might be a bigger name. mm The homosexual man might have a bigger following, and will bring in more people, and will bring in more of an offering. Mm. They don't want that. They they want the that's is too money driven now. They want the offering. They don't want the anointing. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's a big problem in the church today.
1: Oh yeah, it's a definitely
0: church. Not just that is again we go back to the women. You have you have capable men that's willing to preach the word of God, but you have women that's in positions that will dog them out and tell them, no, I don't feel like you're ready. I don't think you should be doing this or you need to do dot, 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 dot. And in actuality, they ain't got it all together themselves, but they rather tell the man that's trying to do what God has called them to do. No, you sit down. Um, No, we don't need you or no, you don't have it all together and they ain't got it all together. I mean, I've seen it a lot. Why would you give somebody a position and they never preach? I don't understand that. Never preach, but they have the position. You can do everything else. You can run everything else, but you you can't preach. You can you can you can probably teach the churn but you can't preach. We got the women for that, but the women ain't doing nothing nothing for real. They ain't moving mem- uh, ministry. What's my say? They ain't shaking nothing. Nope. Ain't, ain't grown, ain't doing nothing for for years and years and years, but you got these men that want to come up and do what God has placed in their heart to do, but you won't give them a chance to do it.
1: Exactly. I've, I've experienced that plenty of times myself. But
0: again, men and women are equally put were equally put into prison. It's not a man thing. It's a God thing. Women are treated just like men. And if women can be put into prison for the gospel, then they can preach the gospel. Philip was an honest man and went and wanted to know God. That is why Christ loved him so much. Therefore, um, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, everywhere, preaching the word, preaching uh, to different places, teaching and telling people about Jesus. And that's what we're called to do today. I might not be able to reach who you can reach. You might not be able to reach who I can reach. So why not just us come together and say, you know what? You do what God has called you to do. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And then we're going to meet right here in the middle and we're just going to give God the glory. what What do you feel the problem is to why we can't get together as men and women in the body of Christ and just work ministry the way God intended us to do?
1: Well, in my opinion, the reason we can't get together is because we're too busy trying to outdo each other. That's true. We're too busy trying to make my minute we're too busy building organizations and not busy building kingdom. You want your organ you want your fellowship to be that's true bigger than the next fellowship. He wants his fellowship to be ten times the size of this. One. When we don't, when we got to realize each pastor, each minister was not meant to preach to minister to everybody. Like me, myself, I have had struggles that most pastors have never had. Mm -hmm. I've had the struggle with alcohol and drug addiction. So therefore I can reach the drug addicts and the alcoholics better than someone who's had a, um, a past with dealing with molestation. Or right. someone who has passed dealing with depression. I can deal with people that they can't reach. So if we take the person who has dealt with drug addiction, the person who has dealt with a, with depression, the person who has dealt with molestation, the person who has dealt with other abuse, and we all three or four come together, look how many people we can we can reach. Amen. But we don't want to work together because we don't want this. You we don't want uh, apostolic. Ministry, Apostolic Explosion Ministries, to be smaller than RAM Ministries. Mm-hmm. We don't want RAM. You know. You know what I'm saying? We don't mm-hmm. want. We don't want our ministries to 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 be outshined by someone else. Mm-hmm. But the scripture says, if one can chase a thousand, two, two can chase ten thousand.
0: Come on here. You
1: think about it. You got two people working together, and they can chase ten thousand demons out of your area. What can a hundred people working together chase? Right a thousand people working together chase? We can chase all. We can chase. There's no reason the kingdom of darkness is, should be winning. If we all together would work together and stick in our own lane and our own level of expertise, we can run demons out straight out of this country.
0: I'm but right we don't want to. Yeah. And I'm going to say something to that fact, because Songbird, she said, I mean, strife has always been present in ministry, even with Peter and Paul. Yes, that is true. But if you go to the book of Acts in chapter two, you can see where they were on one accord. They came right. together into where the that's where, you know, you have the Pentecostal and you have the Holy Spirit descending and then you have them giving everything that they own in order to take care of each other, to make sure everybody else was straight. And so there, there is a position in the Bible when you when you go into Acts to where the church was literally together. They was together. what nobody trying to outdo nobody. They would say, What you got? I got what you need, or you got I got what um, you got what I need, and we're gonna work make this thing work, and we're gonna do ministry together. But somewhere down the line, we 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 got beside ourselves and you don't see, like you were saying, you don't see the enemy, them over there fighting each other. They got it all together. It's in the body of Christ because we let so many things go into our ears, like uh, social media, TV. I mean, so many different things. Even music go in and they change they change our, percep- our perceptions. They, they change our, our morals. They change the way things are meant to be, the way God has designed them to be. And that's why it's so important to turn some things off. And let the Holy Spirit really deal with your heart to deal with your heart and take some things out to work so that you're able to really see. Pull the blinders off so you can see what's really going on with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Not just in the body of Christ or in the world around you, but God will really show you yourself. A lot of times we want to be able to see other people, but we don't want to see who us. We want to see us how God sees us. And I believe that's really one of the main problems. We're not really trying to figure out who we are. Down in the inside in our heart, but we rather see everybody else. We will I'll see your fault before I see my fault. Exactly. I want to eat right in this season, and he's been just dealing with me. I mean, gosh, for since last week is the heart. Is your heart is your heart prostrated before him, you know? Because when the time comes, are you gonna have a weight proud? I mean, he right. showed me so many different things, so many different people, and how he He's like, grace and mercy is running out. You gotta get you've gotta reap these things. And I'm like, God, please, why are you telling I'm gonna pray for you. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he said, I, I had grace for that. I have mercy for that. I've given them a chance to repent for that. But they will not surrender or submit to me totally. So now I gotta step back. And, and, and let, it, let it do what it do because you read so many different things, but you're failing to hear the voice of God. And I believe if we in the body of Christ will take the examination of ourselves, like the Bible tells us to examine ourselves, then we're able to see what the problem is on the inside of us. What are we hiding in our heart? And then we, when we do that, then we're able to come together as a body to make things work as a whole in the body of Christ.
1: Exactly. You, you know, you know what I think where the problem came came in to ministry where we don't want to work with each other. I think the problem came in when money started getting involved. When, 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 uh, when your next envelope, your next love offering or your next, uh, honorarium be- became so important. Then we stopped wanting to work with, th- with each other because now we want all of the engagements we want all of the preaching opportunities. We want all of the all of the uh, revivals at our church. We want to preach at every event possible, because the more we preach, the more uh, engagements we accept, the more money and popularity we 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 gain. And to me, that's money has become. The scriptures even said, "The love of money is the root of all evil." We have gotten to where we love. To see ourselves on the next flyer. Yeah. We love to see ourselves, uh I preached at this church this week, I preached at that church next week, and I'm going here, here, here. The thing that 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 I can't stand is people who want to put their whole itinerary up on Facebook. Yeah. You don't realize when you put your whole itinerary up on Facebook months ahead of time, you give the enemy months to, to plan against it. Yeah, yeah. You give the enemy months to work against it you give the enemy time to, to dispatch the demons and the imps and the witches and the warlocks to that area to battle against you so you're wondering why when you get to let's say monroe louisiana you got all this, you got all this battle you got to fight because you told the enemy where you were going he's had six months to to to, to work on that we we and and then you got situation where okay you you bring in a this, this. Let's say this church in Mobile, Alabama wants to bring in uh this well-known male preacher, and they want to pay him five hundred dollars. But they bring a. They, but then next week they'll bring in a female preacher, and they bring they pay her two hundred fifty dollars. But why isn't you trying to say she's not as worthy as he is? No, because she's a. They have. They even discriminate when it comes to men and women as far as. How much of an honorarium they pay? It, it's gotten ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to me. I tell people all the time when they ask me to come preach, I tell them, look, whatever you can afford, as long as my gas is paid for, my my hotel is paid for, and I can get myself a hamburger when I'm done. That's all <laughs> I can, you know. Just show some love, make it fair. I, I'm money. not money. I'm not a money-driven dude because God always ta- always pays me. Amen. It doesn't matter to me.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I uh, anointed some word. Yes, they came together after, a, but after a struggle, you know, sometimes struggles are necessary so we can learn who we are, not just for ourselves, but for other people. And sometimes we come, you know, we fight one another. But at the end, when we're able to come together and show that love, okay, now I know who you are and I I can't do that or I can't treat you, you know, some type of way. But you have a lot of people don't want to admit when they're wrong in order to make that connection. Say, hey, yeah, my bad. I I see that Um, I was wrong for blah, blah, X, Y, Z to 13 power. You know, I'm still cool with you. Now, I'm telling you, it took some time for me to get that way. Cause you can still do me wrong and I'm still love you. That's only, that's God <laughs> for real. That's the love of God. That's the agape love, that pure love come down from the father. Because at a point in time in my life, if you were to do something to me, it was just this, I, I'm not going to deal with you. You're going to be straight cut off. But when I began to see as the fathers, as he sees people, we are human. We're going to make mistakes. Struggles are inedible. We're going to bump heads. Okay. Because you have your opinion, I have more my opinion. And then we take that scripture so out of context. How can two walk together unless they agree? We take it out of context a whole lot. That is not what it just that's indicating. The indication is, is that you're going to have your opinion, I'm going to have mine. And sometimes we're not going to agree. But at the end of the day, when we come together, we're doing the gospel work. You might like President Biden and I might like Trump. That's, that's just where it is. That's not going to make me hate you and it shouldn't make you hate me. Because we're different people, but together we're God's people. We're God's children and we're building the house of God. That's how we're supposed to be walking. Not because you got a view that's different than mine. That don't mean I'm I'm shady or, you know, I'm better than you or whatever the case may be. It just means I have a different um, perspective than you do. But right. we can still come together and make ministry work and we can still do it. And you can still like grapes, and but I don't have to like grapes. I can like oranges. And we can still make it work, make it do what it do. That's what it's saying. The work. make it do what it do exactly. Have people that don't want to do that because they want to control every doggone thing. No, I want it this way, this way, this way, this way. Well, I'm not gonna bend over backwards to make sure you have this way, this way, that way. No, I'm not gonna devalue myself to put you up here and you make me this make me so little. Not gonna happen.
1: No, we, um, if, if you. Talking about working together, if you look at a, let's just say, I don't know if you're a sports fan or not, Just us just say a baseball stadium. They spend hundreds of million dollars to put to build a baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. And when they get ready to build it, you got your construction workers, you got your electricians, you got your plumbers, you got your uh, the guys who do the sheetrock, you got the guys who do the brickland, you got all, you got 10 or 12 different professions coming together to build this stadium. You don't see the electricians trying to lay bricks. Right. You don't see the plumbers trying to lay wire. Right. You don't see the drywall guys trying to put the roof on the stadium. They all can stay in their own lane. And guess what? At the end of the day, the stadium gets built and it's functioning and it stays stays erect. It stays up. But we in the body of Christ. You can't get five church folk to cross the street without determining who's going to be the, the line leader. You can't get 10 people to go out and do street ministry without saying who's going to be in charge. See, the world can work together and build these big, huge, monstrous buildings, stadiums, uh, uh, the uh, housing developments and all that. But we in the body of Christ, we can't get together to put on one revival without somebody being upset because they it wasn't their idea that was taken into consideration. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of it.
0: Not just that, you would have somebody do something today, just next month somebody else is doing it. Right. Oh Jesus, help us. Help us, God, for real though. But I you know we we don't we're on topic, we beard off topic, we're on topic, but it's all flowing it together. But I want to ask you Okay, um, so do you agree? that the topic of women not being able to preach or hold certain positions in the church is of the enemy, um, designed to keep women stagnated and not fulfilling their purpose in Christ?
1: I would say yes and no. Okay. Yes, it's because it's it's a, a ploy of the enemy to keep women stagnated and not fulfill their purpose in Christ. Because all the enemy, the, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal our steal our peace, kill our our momentum, and destroy mm-hmm. our focus. Right. However, if we, as a body of Christ, have the have the ability to rebuke cancer, we have the ability to rebuke death. We have the ability to rebuke depression. Why can't we have the same ability to rebuke discord? Mm-hmm. Why can't we have the same ability to dis- to rebuke sexism? Why can't we have the same ability to rebuke foolishness? Right. We can, rebu- we can rebuke all these other illnesses. We can rebuke all these other demons. You can cast out demons, but you can't cast out the foolish thoughts you have in your head. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, I, I, I put part of the blame on the enemy, but I put the heavy burden, the heavy part of the blame, I put it on the body of Christ itself. Because we, can, if we can get rid of all these other things out of society, why can't we get rid of that whole women can't preach thing? The whole attitude that men are superior to women in ministry. No, we're not superior. Well, then they'll say, well, the woman is a weaker vessel. Doesn't mean she's weak. Amen doesn't mean she's she's incapable of, of, of doing X, Y, and Z. right like i said there are, I, i'd rather go there are some women preachers i'll go i'll go visit to see before i would a man mm-hmm. if, especially if i know them personally i know what their what their understanding of the bible is mm-hmm. it is it, it's uh it's, it's, it's a ploy by the devil but it's, it's a ploy that was perpetuated by the devil but employed by the body of Christ. Amen. Amen.
0: Um, he said, Jesus, he said, Christ Jesus died for both male and female. When women has, women has same rights as men to preach in the church, the Holy Spirit came down for both men and women. So women is as gifted as men. I agree.
1: I agree as well.
0: I, agree. I totally agree. That's why I asked the question earlier. Do you believe it's just the authoritative part of it, or is it just being in the role um, that you know some say women are supposed to have? We're subjected to a, a few roles, but like you said, there's only two.
1: Women, I don't. What I think, I actually What I actually believe, and, and this is not going to be a popular opinion. Mm-hmm. Men are intimidated. Men are intimidated by women who who oh, can wow. speak their mind.
0: What? okay
1: because I feel sure why do you feel that way because if a, if men feel that if women can speak their minds and speak correctly mm-hmm. and, and, and rightly divide the word of truth they feel that their authority in the church can be usurped mm-hmm. their their ability to to hold a position in the body of Christ can be snatched away from them. And that's not always true. Women, most women in the body of Christ who 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 are preachers, will, will sit there and tell you, "Hey, I I do this here, but my husband is the king there." Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know there's a there's a uh, Valerie Burris. I don't know if you know her, Valerie Moore Burris. She, I saw her preach one time, and she said, "Regardless of how much authority I have in the pulpit." My husband's the pastor at home. So women don't necessarily most women in, in in ministry don't necessarily want to take uh the control away from the men. They just want to express themselves and be used by Christ to their fullest. It is it's, it's mm-hmm. and men don't like that. Men don't like men don't like other men taking their spotlight. They sure don't want a woman taking their spotlight. Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's what um men perceive that women in position of power um is a threat to the threat a threat to their masculinity is pretty much what you're saying
1: right right it's a threat to their authority their masculinity to their um their self-worth to their to their uh to their uh, they feel like the woman is, can threaten their anointing it doesn't matter to me. I'm anointed today whether my wife is speaking or not. Right. I'm anointed tomorrow whether my wife is speaking or not. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I feel strengthened when I have an opportunity to sit down and listen to my wife teach. I really do. Because I can say that yes, my wife doing her thing and she's doing it to the glory of God. Whenever my wife goes to preach, first thing she does is recognize me in the audience. So why should I feel threatened by her getting by her getting the, the engagement and not me? Mm. I, I don't
0: I feel you should be ex- excited. That's why I understand a lot of times people get so um, beside themselves. Jealousy sets in, envy sets in because one person is being called and the other person is not. Now, if now this this is what really is mind-bottling if that person is really working and doing what god has called them to do and you're not doing anything why are you feeling some type of way in the first place and i want to address uh, darian's statement where he said he says when the uh, person anointed to do the job is replaced because of disobedience the replacement comes and is effective but the job can only go so far until another person who is at now I believe, like you said, when somebody gets replaced due to disobedience, correct? Now, if you're not doing what God has called you to do, or you have gone off and you're doing some other stupid, acting all willy nilly, as Cedric the Entertainer would say, God's going to come in and, and he's going to he's going to change it. He's going to um, redo some things. And I mean, what do you expect if you're being disobedient? He's given you time after time and time again to do the right thing, to repent, and to turn away to you know totally. Submit to Him. Now it goes on to the point to where, what if this person is walking in disobedience and they're not listening totally to the voice of God in order to get them in the body of Christ to a place because they're comfortable where they at. They feel as if, oh, I don't have to do all that other stuff. I can have other people and do it for me, and I'll just be fine right here where I'm at. But I'm still walking in disobedience, right? but I'm, I'm okay, and even if God tells me that I'm in disobedience, I still won't hear that voice. I'm not I'm not gonna move, I'm not gonna shift. It's either you're gonna stay rocking with me or you're gonna jump boat. You right. understand what I'm saying? Cause you have, right. you have leaders that they're doing their own thing and they think God will not chasten them, that God will not move them out of the way. And he'll send the voice or diff- different people to tell them, hey, you need to be, this, God is saying, you know you need to change the way you're doing it because you're not yielding any results you're not yielding in any fruit so i this is what i'm telling you to do but you have people that won't even listen to that voice because they feel as if they're more superior so why would right. i listen to a, a minion when i'm more superior than that individual
1: Exactly you you take have- point you, you, you brought up an example uh, to mind uh the example of King David Yes King David was the king. He was, a, he, 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 was a, he, he was a head Negro in charge, so to speak. He was a big boss. The prophet Nathan came to him to warn him of his of his transgressions. David couldn't have had Nathan beheaded. David, David could have had Nathan killed, extradited, imprisoned, could have had all that done. Because David was higher in rank than the prophet. Than, than Nathan was. That show God will use anybody to come warn you before warning comes before destruction. Warning comes before the fall. God will use anybody to come warn you. Hey, you need to get this together. Yes. You need to get it straight. You need you need to stop. You need to leave that man's wife alone. You need to do all this kind of stuff. You need to get it. You need to get your your your, your head screwed on right. It doesn't matter. And what what a lot of What I've seen happen is that uh, a pastor or a leader or a preacher would be doing wrong and to test them, God will send a woman to warn them. Oh, they don't like that. They don't like when a woman comes to warn them or or to tell them to get their stuff together. Mm -hmm. Now they got a problem. But fellas out there you better start listening to, to 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 whoever God sends to warn you, Amen. because if God sends a warning, swift destruction will soon follow if you don't straighten up.
0: Amen. Amen. And so that is our time for today. I pray that you guys were blessed. I was. I kind of don't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> but Doctor Small will be back uh, next week as we continue this discussion. And go, however the Holy Spirit leads us. Um, so, if you have any questions, may, hey, put them in the comments or inbox them to me, and I will make sure we address them on next week. Um, if you have not liked, please go ahead and like the video, like the page, follow the page, um, share share the broadcast. Don't hold it on to yourself. You know I ain't scared. You scared up tomorrow? Not at all. Share. <laughs>
1: There's not a man, woman, child, dog, cat, or baby I'm afraid of.
0: Share the broadcast. We we don't mind. We we. What they like we ain't never scared. Go ahead never and share. It. You No, know, never. Um, I know God fights for me. There, I, I remember a time in my life to where I wouldn't say a lot of things. I would um, hold some things in, until where they I, this kind of like they would just bubble up, right? And God really mm-hmm. had to deal with me. It's like when I when I give you something. When I tell you to say something, you need to say, it. I don't care who is in authority. I don't care who the person is. When I tell you to speak it, speak it. But a lot of times we're so afraid to say something because of who the person may be. And then it goes to the scripture. Will you rather obey God or would you rather obey man? And I choose to obey God. So I began to just step out of my comfort zone and just say whatever God tells me to say. A lot of times, you know, people are not going to like it. They don't want to hear what you have to say. Um, it can be who you are because they know your past, and so therefore they will not see what um, is just light in my glasses. They will not see you for who God sees you or who He has called you to be because they know your past. That's why I say the prophet's not welcome in his in, in his own home because you know something about me, so therefore you will not receive from me, but I receive from you. And there's some things I know about you that you don't even know I know.
1: Exactly. So,
0: is that we've all sinned, we've all fallen short, but by the grace of God, we've been set free. And so I just encourage whoever is under the sign of my voice for those who will come back to hear, whatever God tells you to speak, speak it. Whatever God tells you to do, do that. When he tells you to go, go. When he say, don't go, don't go. When he tells, shut up, shut up. Just, Just like that, just point blank period. It's time out for going the way of the word or just going the way of this traditionalism no, God is not, he's not looking for all that. He's looking for one that's going to submit totally unto him. That's going to obey his voice. No matter what, come hell or high water, I will obey the voice of the Lord. And that's, that's that in my life. I will obey the voice of the Lord, no matter who likes it, no matter who don't like it. But exactly, I encourage you guys to uh, listen to the voice of the Lord and do what he has called you to do. Um, Dr. Small, will you offer Christ and um, pray us out?
1: if you uh are are under the sound of my voice and you don't know jesus as your lord and savior you have the opportunity at this time to accept christ as your lord and savior go to go to god raise your hand go to god tell god lord i know i'm a sinner and i need your help yes father god i know i have fallen short and i need your help i want to know you i want to be uh your, your your child i want to be your servant I want to to one day live with you yes. in the heavenly kingdom. All, all God. It's, it's not a big speech you have to give. It's not a big thesis you have to write. All God needs is one three letter word, and that word is yes. Yes to His will. Yes. To, oh. Yes to His will. Yes to His way. All God needs is a, we say yes to everything else in our life. But my question to you at this time, children of God, will you say yes to the one being that can bless your life and the one being that can determine whether you, where you spend eternity? All God requires is a yes. Will you give him that yes this evening?
0: Amen.
1: You prayed us out? <laughs> oh, Pray <laughs> prayed us out. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we thank you for allowing us and giving us the privilege to come here this evening to uh, discuss this very, at times, controversial subject. We hope that the ones who are listening were blessed. The ones who listening were they gleaned something from it. They gleaned a bit of knowledge that they might not have had in the, uh, beforehand that they, they, they take these knowledge to the back to their ministries, to their home churches, and to dis, to to, dis, to uh, disperse this knowledge as deemed necessary only by you. Ask your blessings to remain upon the Ramirez family and the and the uh, the church family down in Cantonment. Ask God that you cover them, keep them, expand them as you can only do it. Open doors and make connections that only you can make, Father. As your blessing to be upon Apostolic Explosion Ministries, that we stay humble to your will and humble to your way. Because our goal always has been and will continue to be saving the souls. We we know that many, many fall short and will not listen. But as long as one person is affected, as long as one person is is made whole, as long as one person is healed, delivered and set free, then we have done our job that's commissioned by you. We ask all these blessings in your son, Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen, amen, amen. Um, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining in. Please watch the... Oh, my gosh. I can't even think. Watch the uh, the ending, okay? It's some important information. Also, I have some events coming up. If you'd like to be a part, um, please um, get registered get registered, get registered, get registered. I also have another um, book that's coming out. It's called Birthing Her, Birthing Her. And it's very informational. It's not just a, um, it's a 21 day fasting book, but it has so much more information, so much more information. And it It tell you what is it, uh, what the birthing room is, what is uh, apostolic myth like? There's so much information inside this book. And so I encourage you to get it. It's gonna come out until September but it is on the website. And so I just encourage you to whatever I'm doing, whatever Dr. Small is doing, go ahead and um, tap in. And I'll, I know you have a book as well. Please go ahead and share that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I have a book out. It's been, uh, it's on it's available on uh, Amazon. And I just found out last, uh, last week, it's also available on Kindle. It's entitled, uh, I Am Free, One Man's Journey to Redemption. If you order the book on Amazon and Kindle, I forgot how much it is, but if you order it directly from me, you, it, I, I personally autograph each and every copy that I send out from my home. Uh, it's a book. It's about. It's a brief. It's a. It's only sixty nine pages. You can read that book in one sitting. I, uh, I, I know uh, uh, Pastor Ramirez has has, bought, has purchased the book, I have it. I have it. and uh, it's a, it's a it's a good read. I'm not just saying that. It gives you a peek into what made me who I am today. I talk about drug addiction. I talk about alcohol addiction. I talk about crazy baby mamas. I talk about, (laughs) I run the whole gamut of my life. Just If if you're interested in the book, please inbox me and I can get you the information that you need. And um, uh, we have, uh, that's about all we got coming up right now. I I have an assignment next weekend. I can't mention it because it's it's a surprise. But uh, just keep us covered in prayer. Pray for us as we always pray for the true saints of Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. Read that book in one sitting. <laughs> Amen. Oh, At least good, we're not good. asking you to do nothing for free. Okay? Because it's this in the church, but it would be hard for somebody to give $5 to. Listen, yeah. Come on now. Support, support, support. You come over here and you guys, I, I know you you know people go to church and everything. By the time they get to the offering part, people be just scattered. Scattered. Mm-hmm. People be on lives, getting prophetic words. Oh, I got 15. I got 500. Boy, we ain't asking for nothing. Just a
1: little support, you know, support, support, yeah. support. You get something out of supporting. Exactly. It but, said, the, to say, if you give a prophet a drink of water, you shall receive the prophet's reward. Amen. Always asking ask, ask for the drink of water. That's, me, it. A sip, you sip. That's it. A little sip, you see? That's it. A
0: little sip, you see? But God bless you. You guys have a um, a bless rest of your Tuesday, and I will see you next week. Have a fabulous uh, week and a great weekend. God bless you tremendously. I love you with the love of the Lord. But guess what? God loves you best. Always find the positivity that lies within the negativity because there is some. Whatever you're going through, whatever struggle you're facing, know that God is with you. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. So whatever situation you're going through, keep your eyes focused and fixed on Jesus. Guess what? Because he is your best friend. There is peace in the middle of the storm. There is joy in the middle of the storm. I had to learn that although I may be going through, I might be battling, but I still am able to have peace. I am still able to have joy because I cannot change the situation. You know who can change that? God. But I'm going to trust him as I continue to go through, as I continue to press on towards the Mark. Okay? So enjoy life because he gave it to us to enjoy, to have it more abundantly. So enjoy God and know that he's with you, he is for you, and he fights for you. Amen. We'll see you next week. Have a blessed day. A blessed evening. God bless you.
1: Thank God you, bless you. Thank you.